0: Hello, it's me, Connor Branson, here to bring you a new episode of Men, Myths, and Legends. On today's episode, we'll be covering Odysseus's Odyssey and his great story. So in today's episode, we will be going over Odysseus and his amazing journey and the book the Odyssey, written by Homer, a famous Greek author who also wrote The Iliad. And it's, it's a rather long story. It's one of the longest in ancient history, besides some, um, like, the Bible, obviously. But it's a very interesting piece of art that tells a lot about ancient Greek culture. This, this book also covers a lot of mythical creatures from Greek culture. We have all of the Greek gods. We've got Zeus, we got Athena, obviously Poseidon is a big player in the story, and then some smaller things. We've got like nymphs, we've got a Cyclops, we've got several things of that like. And of course Odysseus himself is amazingly strong and an amazing war hero for the Greek people. It's interesting, his entire story, how he can go through all these perils and come back home safe in the end. It's amazing how all these perils, and we we don't know what's going to happen to him. As you're reading along, it gets scarier and scarier. You don't know if he's going to live, or if he's going to die, if someone's going to help him, if someone's not, what happens to his family, what happens to his kingdom. No one knows. But the gods, his wife, his child, and even him himself, don't know what's going to happen. So, part one of this episode interesting since we're obviously covering the first part of the story. Welcome um, to story time. Wow. So, Odysseus is stuck. His wife, twice in trouble. We don't know what the gods are going to do. They might, they might help him. They might not. So to start the story of
1: Odysseus, one of if not the best, Greek heroes of all time in this story. He was an amazing war hero that fought in the Battle of Troy, which is a very famous war, um, battle of war in ancient Greek. And since he had done this, he was considered very noble, as he was already the king of his land in the book called Ithaca. Now the problem is, well, he's been missing for eight years and no one knows what happened to him. Everyone thinks he died along with his crew, but well, reading the story, we know that's not true. We can see that before he gets all alone, he was in a cave and in this cave, there was a cyclops. The cyclops wanted to eat him and his crew as he caught them on their way back home. And through the very. Very. Just. F- the, just through the very. Finite. But also. in Through the vast intellect. Of Odysseus. He was able to blind. The beast. And set him. And his crew free. But. There was a catch. The Cyclops happened to be Poseidon's son. Which, uh, if someone blinded my son, I would not be very happy. So obviously, Poseidon's mad at him. Um, and now, where's Odysseus? He's on a nymph's island. Been trapped for eight years, she won't let him go. She'll give him anything he wants except for his freedom. Everyone back home in Ithaca thinks he's dead. Except for his wife and child. They're holding on to hope. They want him to be alive, and they, well, they pray to the gods. Because what's happening to them is, since her wife is dead, or his, her husband, sorry, she needs to remarry, as in Greek culture defines. So she has hordes of men come to her house wanting her hand in marriage, and she turns each one of them down, but they keep coming back. So she goes to the gods for guidance. Now, the gods, they uh, they don't know what to do. They think, well, he is just a man, but also an amazing war hero. But you see, Athena, one of the larger Greek gods, was very fond of Odysseus as he was, a, as I said, an amazing war hero. And she just took a liking to him. And because of this... She was the main advocate to help him, and uh, there was one main advocate against it, and I'm sure you can guess who. It's Poseidon. Because, well, it's the guy who blinded his son, why would he want to save him? But from like the 12 million Greek gods to one Poseidon, he was outnumbered. So, the Greek gods, after a large amount of bargaining, tell the nymph to set Odysseus free. That concludes part one. All right, part two is story time continued. Where we left off, Odysseus was finally able to be freed from the Nymphs Island from the gods' help, and his wife and child are being ransacked at home by these awful men wanting her hand in marriage but alas the story continues as poseidon sets sail poseidon the god of the sea of course decides yeah i don't like him i'm gonna mess with him and since uh odysseus is on the sea that's a bit of a problem that's a bit of a problem yeah So Poseidon sends a great storm to destroy Odysseus. And Odysseus, well, Odysseus, he gets away with it. He uses his cunning all by himself on his little wooden ship to maneuver through the shores. He finally reaches the shore of a a kingdom of which he's been acquainted to, since he's the king of his Ithaca and all. As he goes in, he sees a king. Who, he says, I am Odysseus. I am the great hero who fought in the Battle of Troy. Won't you please help me get home back to my land of Ithaca? And the king says, well, all right then. I can do that. But you gotta tell me all about your stories. Because what if you aren't Odysseus, huh? And so, Odysseus and the king and all his men... Sit and talk for hours and hours. He tells him of the nymph. Of his family. Of the war. Of the battle. Of the tragedies. Of the delights. Of the cyclops that tried to kill him. Of how he blinded him. And how the great storm sent by Poseidon was not even enough to deter him. The king, now side of side, gives him safe travel back home to Ithaca. But in Ithaca... The men are getting restless. They are ransacking his home. They are throwing things. They are breaking things. And all because of his wife. So, as he gets back to Ithaca, he is disguised as a beggar. So no one recognizes him. And as he returns home, his wife gets a strange feeling from this new one, from this new man. So she sets up a challenge. All the men must shoot an arrow through three for sorry not three 12 axe handles this is a feat only accomplished by odysseus to anyone's knowledge and as the men try all fail then odysseus steps up and does it with ease and what does he do next he takes the bow he turns to the men and he fires on all of them killing them all Him and his wife and his child now live happily in Ithaca and have no perils to the rest of the story. The end. Now for part three of this podcast what I like to call symbolism city where we talk about all the symbolisms to Greek culture and many other things in the story so as we go through the story we see uh, many things we see how the gods were not they weren't all good gods no 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 they some of them were bad you know they had favoritism They had people they didn't like. If they just didn't like one, they could do what they want. They could wreak havoc on the humans just because one ticked them off one day. We can see how the Greeks feared their gods as they had control over them and were not as someone who has complete control over you and is not completely pure. That could could be scary. Yeah. We can also see how as a war hero... Odysseus was treated greatly. Everyone thought of him as a hero. Everyone thought of him as a savior. He was so powerful. And he was already the king. In most versions of the story. And the Greeks valued. They valued honor. They valued fighting. They valued battle prowess. And since Odysseus had several of these traits... Well, he was valued as a as a warrior, as a as a fighter, as a king. We can see how his wife was tortured. Well, maybe not tortured, but onslaughted by men wanting her hand in marriage, and how in Greek culture, if a woman's man was to die, she should remarry and not only widow. Because In many ancient societies, women, their purpose was to not fight, but to just do all the lowly work, cooking, cleaning, making clothes and bearing children, which obviously by today's standards has changed, but we can see how in ancient times that just was not the case. We can see how monsters were viewed, too. We obviously all see monsters as this scary thing under our bed, or in our closet, that's hiding in the dark, and we don't know what to see. But to the Greeks, they were a well part of their society. Not as good or equal people, obviously, but as common. as they were going. As Odysseus and his crew were going back from a trip in the war they ran into a cyclops. I mean, I haven't traveled out of the country, but anyone that has, I don't think they've met a cyclops or got stuck on a nymph's island, which is insane. And it seems in the world of Greek and Greek gods that those are not on rare occurrences. Which is quite interesting. How it pulls from other stories, like the Minotaur, where the Minotaur was feared, but not supernatural. We also have centaurs from ancient Greek culture and several of the gods creating monsters and such. We, one final symbolism that I saw was the real faithfulness of his family. Which is much more to today's standards than back then, as many women most likely would have just married another and moved on. But in today's standards, a lot of women might stay faithful to who they married and pray and hope they're alive. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, Odysseus was a very brave man. Fighting in the war, saving his family, fighting off monsters, not only soldiers, but monsters. And really, just Greek society as a whole being resembled here. Like it's it's truly amazing how these books were documented. And we can see into the past with these works of literature like we never could if we didn't. There's questions this book raises like, well, if he was there for eight years, why did why, what took the gods so long to decide whether to save him or not? Well, that's just a little food for thought.
0: Thank you, and I'll see you next time on Men, Myths, and Legends.